0: Come on, come on, praise the Lord. Come on, come on, praise the Lord. What a mighty God we serve. He is definitely a glorious God. Um, There is nothing, I mean, there is nothing like the living God who supplies our every single need. God is just an amazing God. Um, You know, the one thing about um, worshiping God, you get your mind right. Get your heart right, because he he gets you. He puts things back in perspective, and um, I love that song "Glorious" because it's all about him. If you if you would get your priority with God right, Bible says seek your first kingdom of God, and it'll add all the other stuff. When he when you put him in the right priority, he put things in place for you. And so the this, this sermon today is um, I'm kind of recapping from next from last week. So we're here early, so we, we can spend some time with you. We're going to spend a good time with you today, and um, we're going to walk through this text. Let's pray. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop him heaven for fresh upon your people. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop in heaven for fresh upon your word. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop in heaven your servant this morning. Lord, let me decrease that your spirit, that increase. I pray, God, for transparency in might see through me to your son, but Father, in case they stop with your servant, please send your servant to a detour son, that I may show them the way to cross, because God's absolutely nothing about me, it's completely all about you. God's complete completely all about you and absolutely nothing about me. Lord, I pray for three things this morning. I pray for challenge. I pray for conviction. Lord God, I pray for a spirit of change. Your people are challenged and convicted by your word. They will be changed by the same power of that same word. Let your spirit have the right of way. Lord, I pray you accept this offer that I present to you in our sight, oh Lord, and my redeemer. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So last week, we, we talked about the cost of deception talked about how God, next one, we talk about how God correct, corrected deception in his creation. God dealt with the flood and Noah. And then we talk about how God confronts the culture. God confronted the culture by getting rid of Sodom and Gomorrah. Then we see God's concern for his deception in the community. We see God brought through the saving grace of God. He kept Lot, no matter what Lot went through, he kept Lot through the nonsense. Today, we will talk about um, we, we read, go ahead and read scripture. We're going to read Second Peter. It says, um, we're going. You can't really go into the next part of scripture without bringing this part together. So it says that he delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy colour of the wicked, for that a righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Then the Lord knows how. The key word is then the Lord knows how to deliver what the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. Verse 10, so we're today's lesson is called the deceitfulness, the, des- the, de- the deceptiveness of false teachers. The deceptiveness of false teachers. Um, the word deceptive is an adjective. Given an appearance or impression different from the true one. Deceptiveness is the noun. I mean, you are becoming deceptive. In the last days, how I many know we're in the last days now? You've been saying we in the last days, as, as the older you get, you got you in your last days. Somebody say amen. <laughs> so the last days will keep coming over and over and over again, okay? But since we're in our last days, we're seeing deceptive preachers and false teachers all around the world. And the only way you guard yourself from that is how 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 to, to pick and, and see what a false preacher looks like. Okay, so now the first thing we're talking about is deceptive teachers are known by their what? They're deceitful. Look look look, 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 look what the text says. Especially so remember he says now he, verse nine says he was he gonna have judgment for certain people, and God says, especially those who what? Walk on the flesh, less of unclean. God says He has a special place. Guys, who, who do. Let, let me show you what um, a false teacher, someone who's here, listen, listen to a false teacher. Well we have a video clip called, called "Worthless." Let me show you what a what a false person looks like. You're taught here at New Season Church to serve. I pray that if that was us, we would stop help help somebody out because we teach here to serve. That's our form of, of being God, being a child of God. Well, a false teacher would tell you, no, be concerned about yourself. You're busy, you're on the phone, you can't be distracted. She felt it. She, she brought her own bag, I'm gone. That's walking according to what? The flesh. I got a scripture for you. It's scripture. Hebrews says this here. For if we willfully what? Sin. After we have what? Received the knowledge of what? The one thing you will not be able to tell God when you see him that I didn't teach you the truth. You will learn the truth of God's word. For if you willfully sin after we have received the, tr- the knowledge of the truth, you are getting the truth, there is no longer what? Sacrifice for sin. But a certain what? Fearful expectation of judgment and fiery what? In the nation that will devour the what? Anyone who has rejected those laws died without mercy on the what? Testimony of two of what? That young man, in that commercial, has a witness that says he was worthless. And that's his lifestyle. I guarantee you there'll be more witnesses in, in, in heaven saying he did the same thing to me. See, once you see, the I found out that the more preachers that don't give you the word, you have less excuses. You, 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 because you can say, "Well, I." You have more. I'm thinking about it, you. Have more excuses. You can say, "Well, I didn't know that." At our tr- at, at, in this ministry, as you can tell, if you've been in for, for for a little bit, we're big on the word. We're big on the word. I don't. I do very very. I do I do very little topical messages, because I believe if I feed you the word of God, that the word of God. Because if when I'm dead and gone. You're going you to need the Word of God, not just me. When, I'm, when I can't be in your, in your life and be when you have problems, you're going to have the Word of God. So we drill down the Word of God. matter of fact, the next, the next verse, I have another verse for you. This one says, therefore lay aside what? And what? Overflow of wickedness and receive what? With means of what? Implanted word, which is what? See, an ungodly preacher, a false teacher, is going to pull you from the Word of God not put the word of God in you. Because the word of God does what for you? Exposes the darkness. Because what? Because the Bible says you can't put light and dark in the same room, can you? So if you know the word and a false teacher comes in front of you, what are you going to have? The illumination of the word to what? To see his deceptive teaching. So my, my goal as your pastor is to put the word in you that when, when those false teachers come to you, you have the light of God's word to say, oh, no. That's not teaching. Oh, no. That's not sound scripture. Because why? I don't want the Bible says the very elect might be deceived. Because why? In the last days, we'll have people who want preachers, that itch their ears. Make them feel good. Well, not here. I want you to feel good by knowing the word of God. I do believe you're amazing. I do believe you're great. But you're even better by the more words you get. So I'm not here to try to deceive so they're gonna be very, des- very, very deceitful. They're not. they not want you to. They don't want you to know the word of God. They want to give you um, five ways to be happy, six ways to get rich. No, 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 no. I want to teach you. So next week, well, I'm not preaching next week, but when I come back, the following week, I'm gonna start at verse 12. Cause why? This week in at verse 11. Real simple. You'll know exactly what Christ preaching at next week. We well, stopped at the week before. <laughs> so I'm gonna go line by line. Verse verse, so you'll know the Bible. You got your notes. Take your notes. Go back and read it. You should know Second Peter when I'm done. Because why? I taught you line by line. What? I implanted the word of God, which is what saves you. My oratorial skills of use of words does not save you. What saves you? The implanted word of God. Not only is there the session, but also the next thing they have, the Septuagint are known by their what? That's your next fill in the blank. We have we have fill in the blank church. I know y'all like the little fill in the blanks now. So look at the word says. It says, especially those who walk according to the flesh in les- his holiday part and despise what authority. They are presumptuous and what else? Self-willed. That word self-will is a very Greek word. Autatias. Um, okay, which is very cool. Um, it's only used twice in the Bible. It says, to please oneself, one who is pleased with himself and despises others, insolent, sultry, the contrast of courteous or abitable, a person uh, who obnoxiously maintains his own opinion or or asserts his own rights, but is reckless of the rights of feelings and interests of others. He regards his life, ah, with no respect to what? I always have met people like that. Some of y'all might be that person in Jesus' name. He says, now, how many of you have seen leaders like this? They have no regard about you. They have no regard. They can care less about you, about their agenda, their thing. Well, he says, will be. they will have disrespect. Go back to the next verse. The verse I wrote with John. Proverbs said, for people who hate discipline and only get what? More stubborn. There'll come a day when what? And they what? But by then it will be what? A false teacher doesn't have respect for doesn't have, doesn't have respect. Doesn't have it is it, arrogant or, or prideful. There's no way they love you. They'll be too busy. They'll be too tend to themselves. There's another verse I, I, I pulled up for you. Look what Timothy says. I love the way Gene Pearson says this in, 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 um, in, in, in the message for translation. He says, don't be naive. There are difficult times ahead. At the end approaches, people are going to be what? Money hungry. self what? Stuck up. profane." of parents, crude, coarse, dog-eating dog, unbinding, slanderous, impulsively wild, savages, cynical, ruthless, addicted and what? How many of you have seen people allergic to God? For instance, I usually don't. I usually don't mention stuff in the political realm, but I want y'all to pray for our nation. I have no problem. North Carolina signed a bill. Signed a bill that says that if you are transgender, you can't go into that bathroom until you complete. You can't go into the person's bathroom until you completed your your thing. So men got to go to men's bathroom, women go to women's bathroom. I don't think that's wrong. <laughs> now one of our own councilmen are trying to ban us ban North Carolina. Well, I'm from Tarboro. I'm from North Carolina. Okay, I'm I'm I'm, I'm a Tar Heel fan. I'm going to North Carolina. I don't care who bans North Carolina. I'm going to North Carolina. Because I don't think nothing's wrong. This, the the law is this here. If you a man, you think you want to be a woman. Okay? You haven't made, you haven't had the full change yet. But you think you want to be a woman. the, The law says you can go into the woman's bathroom. Now, what father want his daughter in the restroom and some guy, because he thinks he wants to be a woman, goes in the same restroom that your daughter's in. Somebody say, the devil is a lie. <laughs> what mother would want a woman going to a bathroom with her teenage son? Because she thinks she's a man. Come on, ladies. The devil is a lie. <laughs> so, in the last days, we're going to have what? Self-exorbed, self-promoting, profane people trying to put things out there to the world that what? The world who is self-exorbed will eat. That doesn't make sense. I mean, simple truth, what? allergic to God. They're trying to take, at some point in time, they'll take this scripture out of the Bible. Because it's anti-selfish. <laughs> it promotes stereotypes. It tells them, watch impulsive, wild, savage, cynical. I mean, I don't see nothing wrong. Now, if you that you had the sex, if you now are Caitlyn Jenner, then go use the girl's bathroom. But if you're in process, go to the boy's bathroom. <laughs> I mean, you're still a man. Period. That's not being homophobic. It's not being um um. Discrimination is being common sense. Especially with, like now, we had a big old fight in Rancho Bernardo about a young girl who says she's a boy. And she wants do not want to go into the girl's bathroom so she wants to go to the boy's bathroom. So she's telling them, you need to make a special room for me when I go to the boy's bathroom. No. Go into the girl's bathroom. If you feel you're a boy, go on up in there. Then. She doesn't want to go in there because she feels embarrassed. Wait a minute. You said you're a boy. So go over there like a boy and handle your business. You must not really want to be a boy if you're embarrassed around boys. Because if you, if you want to be a boy, you go in there like, like, like other boys and just do your thing. If you've got issues, then you must not really want to be a boy. Well, don't go to bathroom. Why should I have to make a special room for you? Because you feel the day you want to be Joe instead of Josephine. Then tomorrow you want to be Josephine again. We shouldn't change our world because of that. Guess what? The world now is saying that. And guess who's being quiet? The church. Because we don't give people the implanted word of God. Let me tell you something. I remember two years ago, three, four years ago, they wanted me to speak against the um, the gay movement because I'm an African-American because they try to make the gay movement a civil rights issue. And I told them, you know what? I did. I, I, one, one time I, I would go to places for this. I said, you know the reason why? I said, listen, I'm born black. I can't go in the closet and change and become Deacon John. I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not born white. I can't just shift and become white. Come out high. <laughs> no, nah, I'm black. I'm born black. I'm born Deacon John. born white. He can't go in the closet and become He can't do it. We were born this way. Well, guess what? A sexual orientation is a choice. You grow up saying, you know what, I think I want to become, I think I like guys. Whatever. That's a choice. You weren't born that way. So people say, well, I am born that way. Well, until I find, until they come out with the gay gene, which they haven't, right? There is no gay gene yet. We do know we have X, X's, X's, X's and Y's, and Y's, and Y's. We do know what makes them born. Until they get the X to the truth, power to the chromosome Z, Says said you're going to be gay, To so every gay person has the X chromosome to the sixth power of Z. Every gay person, there is no gay gene. It will always be what? A choice. We can't make decisions. We're making laws on a choice. Because why? We've stopped giving people the word of God. We're telling Christians, don't, 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 don't make issues. No, be a child of God. The reason why people are not coming to church, the rhetoric, the self-absorbed, stuck up, profane. I don't, I got gays in my church like, listen, tell you something, tell you something, i to home. At the Spring Body Campus, I got tons of gay people in my church. They're they, 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 they sitting, they sitting in church right now. I don't care. Because if they don't come to my church, how do they going to get saved? I tell them, come on in, sit next to her, sit next to her, I don't give, come on in. And I'm praying, by the time I finish preaching the word, it'll get farther and farther apart. Because why? I'm giving them the word of God, but I'm showing them love. Because, last I checked, um, homosexuality is a sin. Last I checked, isn't backbiting a sin? Isn't hormone a sin? Isn't that paying your tithes a sin? I let y'all come to church still. Someone let y'all come to church. Why can't I let them come to church? <laughs> so we, at my church, I'm sinner-friendly. I'm not seeker friendly I'm sinner-friendly, because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So if you're a sinner, you can come to Seasons Church. And I will preach the text, not about a, an agenda or a topic, but I'll preach the text. If the text deals with it, I'll deal with it. If not, next scripture. Because why? I want you to have the word of God and not my philosophy, not my understanding. You see what I'm saying? So false teachers will show you disrespect. A true teacher of God will respect you as a person. I respect your rights as an individual. You choose to follow me. Nobody put a, put a gun in your head and said, be part of New Seasons Church. You chose to say, I believe God has called me to New Seasons Church. I believe God has called me to be under your leadership. Therefore, since God has called you you, s- you, you have submitted yourself to the leadership. Therefore, I go, okay, I expect you to follow because you submitted. You said God called you, therefore, follow. I didn't lord over you or make you do it. You chose. Guess what? False teachers make you do stuff. So. Now, once you come in, we got rules. We got things you got to go through because what? You s- want to come in. You can't become a, 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 a counselor without going through getting certified, can you? There's rules. You may want to be one. You don't go to certification. You, you can be one all you want to. You got to pass that test. You want to be a nurse. You, you can be playing it the whole time unless you pass that test. You can't be a nurse. It's real simple. Well, once you come to, to the house at this church here, and, you, and you're being called to, anoth- to another level, to a deacon, to an elder, to a minister, there's certain things you got to do to be that role. It's not me lording over you. It's making sure that what sh- that you Become the fullness of what God's calling you to, calling you to be. Well, God's what? That's the word of God. Last thing we're going to talk about. The Sefties are known by their what? Disregard. They don't care. Listen here. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries. This is a very tricky subject. I knew this was going to be, this was going to be, as I was struggling with this last night, I was like, how do I bring this out in, 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 the, in the climate we are right now? Especially in the climate where we got police brutality and the government's messed up. How do we deal with this? Well, look, 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 look at this verse. I, I picked this verse up. Next verse, please. The verse says here, Deuteronomy 17, 12. It says, if anyone what? Disobeys what? Who serves what? All the judge, the person must what? You must get rid of them out of what? When all the people here, what? They're what? And will not defy what? Now, we can't kill people anymore. <laughs> but think about it. Now, this is p- some people will use this as a big proponent of the death penalty. I'm not doing that. I am using it as a proponent of, of discipline. I'm using it proponent for respect. If the man of God is speaking the truth, you ought to respect him. If the man of God is not speaking the truth, you ought to respect him and give him to God. Because who will ultimately jack the man of God up? And i some tell you something, beloved. There is nothing you can do to me worse than God. Trust me. <laughs> God is a serious person when it comes to his people. There's a book in Ezekiel that says, Woe unto the pastor that scatter my flock. God takes his flock. God takes you so seriously. He sent his son die for you. What in the world do you think he's going to do to a preacher who destroys people that his son died for? Look at this next verse I got for, this next verse I got for you. The next verse. It's in judge Timoth- Jude. This is very, Jude's a very cool book. Jude's is one book long. It's a very cool one chapter. It's here. But you may hear, dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord, who? Jesus Christ said. They told you that in the last times there will be what? Whose purpose in life is to do what? These people are, are the ones who what? They follow their what? Because they what? False teachers who say there's a guy now who says he's Jesus. He's big. He's, he's a Hispanic. Has thousands of people following. Says he's 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 the manifestation of Jesus Christ. And has I'm talking up in 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 in, our, in, our, in, in our Barcelona, thousands of people following this guy. I mean thousands of people. He's Jesus. But he wears glasses. <laughs> That's supposed to be a joke, y'all. Come on now. You Jesus, you should have you should twenty twenty vision. I'm just thinking if <laughs> you Jesus <laughs> You should need glasses if you're Jesus, I'm just saying so. <laughs> So he just needs to get some glasses, Jesus. Let I me mean, get some, get some eyes, put some contacts or something. But he has people follow him like crazy. Guess what? And they all—he's telling them all, "Come to me, come to me." I got another verse scripture for you, right quick. Romans. This again. Obey the rules. Obey the rules. Who have what authority over you? To get out. Only God can what. And He puts these what? Power. People who oppose the authorities are what? So if a cop pulled me over, what I supposed to do? Real simple. I'm supposed to go say, "What you pulled me over for?" No, I'm speeding. I'm getting pulled over. But cops are crooked. They all ain't crooked. Nah, now nah, I can't. Well, how can I say this? Me and the law authorities, me and people in the law enforcement environment. Have not always seen eye to eye, <laughs> but I respect them when they pull me over. There is profiling, there is things that they've done that I may not like, but they pull me over. I give my stuff, I go by my way. I don't go, what you pull me over for? You know, what you're doing. I don't get into that. They have their profiling, they have their issues, and I get it because we have my, our culture, African American culture, has set an environment where, you know, we certain places we shouldn't be at, and I get it. It's unfair, but I get it. So I'm not tripping when the cop pulled me over. I understand. I'm like, okay, I'm the same here. I'm good. Cause I'm not worried about. I'm, I mean, I know if you Mercedes, I used to have a, a Mercedes Benz. I was driving in the neighborhood and going here. I'm going to see a friend. Why? He mm-hmm. lives at this place here. Why you going there? He's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I should be driving this car. Well, I get it. I must be a drug dealer, whatever, whatever. I, I whatever. You shouldn't do it, but they do it. I don't fight the guy. Show my registration tags. to on my way. Why well, go fight him and get in jail? And then he then I fulfill what he says. If we didn't have cops in there of rules, we'd be in anarchy. Imagine we didn't. Imagine what happened if we didn't have stoplights. And we all get the, You, you ever been in with with where, where, where the stoplight broke? You got to wait. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that terrible? because <laughs> you're like going, I'm going first. You're going first. Because everyone, at an intersection where there's no stoplight, everyone's what? Right. If there's no order, we'd be fighting to get to where we got to get to. Because why? There's no order. Well, God put things in place to bring order into our lives. You don't fight the order. I got another verse for you right quick. First, second, Peter said, so therefore, submit yourself to what? For whose sake? Whether it's to the king as supreme or to the governors as those who what? Was sent by what? Him for the what? Of you those for the praise of those who what? Now, here's going to be a shocker for you. Okay? Only one person I've read this in theologian, his name is Wayne Gruden in his, in his book called Systematic Theology. He said, and I, if we were truly believing God's word, that God is in the sense of supreme, we need to respect authority, we would never have this country. Because when England taxed us, what should we have done? Submit it, pray to God to fix things. We took it into our own hands to create this culture. Because God, when there was bad kings, what did God do? Got rid of them. When the people were good, what'd God give them? A good king. You realize God puts certain leaders to just his people? So when we said we want our own kind of leaders, like they did with Saul, we have this mess we call now Republican, Democrat, Independent, and this fools that we see on TV now. We let God put them in place. That's what happens. We get the right kind of people. That God. Now, this is radical. you say, oh, I don't know about this here. Well, if we believe in God, takes care takes care of everything. You think God wouldn't give us a good king? Because you do know in heaven there is no Democratic Party or Republican Party or Liberation Party. It's just God's on the throne. You do know in heaven you, you're going under a king and a kingdom. You do know in heaven there's no voting rights in heaven. There's no say-so in heaven. You're going to just submit you're going to throw your crowns at the feet of Jesus. You have no rights in heaven. You're going to follow the living God and, and, and praise him all day long. You're saying, I want to honor God. I'm going to honor the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I might be a king, but I'm going to honor the King of Kings. I might be a Lord, but I'm going to honor the Lord. Lord. You're going to honor him, the God. This whole life that we live now is not how we're going to do it in heaven. There will be no voting rights in heaven. There will be no say so. Jesus told the disciples, we are going to Samaria. We are going to Jerusalem. There was no committee party. We're going this way, leadership. But in heaven, there is supreme leadership. You can't submit on earth. How are you going to submit in heaven? You can't follow leadership on earth. How are you going to follow God in heaven? This is all preparing you for heaven. To enjoy. I talked to a a young lady. um, She's from the Virgin Islands. In the Virgin Islands, they have kingdoms. She says, you know, Pastor, a good king is wonderful for the the people. A bad ruler is bad for the people. But a good ruler brings the people joy, peace, and prosperity. She says, I can't wait to go to heaven because I'll be under a good king who wants to bring me joy, peace, and prosperity. That's what a good king does, a good ruler does. When we go and make our own rules, give me, I got another verse for you right quick. Right? Yeah, one more verse. Then I'm going to show sure you a I'm show you a right quick. Therefore, I exhort firsthand all that supp- supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made to all men. First, God says I need you to pray for everybody else in for him. Then he says what? For who? for kings and all who are what? How many of y'all pray for the mayor every day? The mayor. How many of y'all pray for your councilman every day? How many of y'all pray for the president every day? How many of y'all pray for your boss every day? What the text just says. If you don't pray for your boss. Didn't God say in the text... I've been, I've been the hearts of kings. You don't pray for me. How you supposed to get a word? Because when I'm sit, when I'm pray on praying Friday night for the word, I'm going to heaven saying, Lord, what do my people need? If you ain't praying, I can't know what your needs are, and I can't give you a word that that fits your need because you haven't praying for the need. I need your prayers to be able to come to God so I can get your needs, so I can come and give you a sound word to feed your needs. If not, you'll miss your blessings because I'm here, what? To impart in you the word of God that you need for your life. Because why? I want you to live what? a Quiet and what? And all what? And what? I got, I got let me show you what that, let me show you what I don't want you to do. Last clip. We had to communicate. I got 12 minutes ago. That's it. Do you want the true word? Or you want the itching ears? Give me my next verse. Well, this is what? The Son of God, I'll save Th- This is why God's telling you to do this. Who desires what? All men to be saved. And to come what? By the way you live your life. It would change, and here's here's the last part. that's, That's critical. For there is what and what between God and man. Who's that man? Who gave himself a rest for what? To be what? If you trust the one God and the one mediator, and you live your life according to God's word. The same one God and one mediator, mediator will let His presence be known, and they'll change. But if we go against and pick and choose what to read and what not to accept, I had a guy the other day. God, I get you out of that Someone, he told me, because um, I don't believe in women pastors in, in, in senior. Pa- I don't believe in that. He said, "We do know that Paul was a chauvinist in those days." Wait, 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 wait. You know, Paul. I said, Oh, I tell you, I tell you what. If Paul was a chauvinist, then when Paul said that we don't didn't need to present, so when Paul told them in first chapter Romans that God gave him the redemptive mind, was Paul homophobic? Well, that's different. No, what you apply to one part of Scripture." You gotta apply it to the other parts of scripture. I said, and if you're saying it was only Paul inspired, you're saying then that God, who's supposed to be what? Omnipotent, only wrote the Bible for the first century. You're telling me an all knowing God didn't know that they were gonna have a woman liberation movement. They were gonna have a civil rights movement. You're saying all God, a God who knows, supposed to know everything, didn't know that Caesar Chavez was gonna be born that he knew Martin Luther King was going to be born, didn't know there was going to be a Gandhi, didn't, know, didn't have a clue that, that was going to happen. He's like, oh, wow, a movement going on. An all-knowing God didn't know that. I wouldn't want to follow a God that didn't know the future. How about y'all? So if I say this, so if I follow a God who knows the future, then if he, 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 wrote a bu- he wrote a book that was what? Timeless. So I have to apply the text to my life. Not my life to the text. Because God's word is what? Timeless. We keep trying to fit our feelings into No, we need to be guided by the word of God. And just deal with it. I'm not a chauvinist. Some of the most powerful positions in my church are by women. But ain't not going to be pastors. Because <laughs> the Bible said no. Real simple. And women in our church don't trip out about that. I let them know what's going on. It's, it's not this glass ceiling. You ain't supposed to be in there. Simple, real easy. I ain't a this. I'm just biblical. I believe a man should be the head of the house. Works better that way. Only um, women shouldn't have the stress they have now. Any single mom would say, "Amen." They would rather have a guy there to, to get things in order, help them out, the way God designed it. The way we try to empower things is all out of out of whack now. Because why? We've lost the word of We let culture guide the word of God. Well, beloved, I'm sorry to tell you that your pastor and your future bishop will not do that. I will stay pure to the text every time I preach to you. You can either take it, or as the stewardess says, there's two exits to the front and <laughs> to the rear. Please follow the light of signs and all Because <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to preach to you the unadulterated word of God. Because according to Hebrews, I must give an account your soul and when I do that I am not going to be terrified it's my calling to give you the imparted word of God that according to the text will save your soul so that was how you find deceptive. The they're going to be deceitful they're going to be disrespectful they're going to have disregard for authority those are three ways I had now I have an eight step way that I'll show you maybe Wednesday but there's more there's other ways but those are, those are the biggest three they're going to be deceitful. They're not going to be transparent. They're going to be very disrespectful. They're not going to respect you as a person. They're going to be, be, be very disregarding authority. I'm a man who don't. I'm a man who's who doesn't mind authority. I respect Deacon John's authority as a deacon. See if we should respect my authority as a pastor. There's certain lanes I don't go in because that's a deacon lane. I respect that. I put. I said certain people in my church are elders. I respect their roles, elders. because I, re, I respect authority. I'm a man under authority. A false prophet, a false teacher won't do that. He's Caesar. No. You go to a church where all things are all around one person, lead quickly. They're false teachers. A good leader always have a multitude of counsel around them to lead. They lead there that way. Okay? Let's pray. Father God bless your people. Bless those who are here. God, there might be someone here this morning who doesn't know you as Savior and Lord. I pray God by the soundness of your word. By us not being a church guy that, that goes astray, that stays with the word of God. If you're here this morning, you don't know Christ as your Savior, I want to invite you to come to this, the only thing that's real, which is the word of God. So if you're here today, you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ at this time, you can raise your hand and come to Christ. If you're here today, please raise your hand. If you're here today, and you've been backslidden. You want to come back home to Jesus. You want to come home to God today. Be, be back in His family at your seat. Please raise your hand. And thirdly, you don't have a church home. New Season Church, we would love for you to be part of our church family, that you would come and grow with us to the glory of God. I would love to be your pastor, speak life into you. If you're here this morning, you don't have a church home, you don't have a church family, would you please raise your hand? Father God, bless those who are here. Bless those who are part of the family. May we continue, God, to do your will and elevate you and you alone. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.